Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. And today we go to the west coast of Canada to introduce Mike Watson, who is the founder and president of Ignite Management and also co-author of a book called Rise Up Leadership Habits for Turbulent Times. So obviously a great background and a great source of information. So welcome, Mike. Thanks, Peter. Great to meet you. Great to have some time with you. Okay, so can we start off with your academic background first, please? Yeah, for sure. I'm a student of hard knocks, Peter. Wisdom doesn't grow on our good days. <laughs> but formal education was at UBC in a department called Agricultural Economics. It was a four-year degree program through UBC, uh, which led me into a career, uh, the start of my career in commercial banking. So UBC is University of British Columbia, for those who may not correct. recognize it. So let's get into your work uh, career. Sure. So, uh, Peter, I started with TD Bank as a young, impressionable uh, commercial account manager trainee. I had, uh, it, it's about the, the great, uh, the, the chartered banks and their commercial groups are this phenomenal training ground. So I spent a uh, full 15 years with TD Bank and Stayed with them through commercial banking uh, into full service branch management, some time in private banking, some time in corporate banking, and concluded my career there uh, running a very large retail uh, branch. At, at the time, they were merging with Canada Trust. And then I moved into the credit union system, uh, Peter, and did. Uh, I was the VP of Vice President of uh, Retail Banking and Marketing and Wealth Management at an organization that was known in the time as North Shore Credit Union, now known as Blue Shore Financial. Um, there was a little bit going on at the time. I had the, I'm going to call it misfortune of being a pretty good banker. Not great, but pretty good. But it kept me attached to a career that wasn't really linked to my personality, to who I was, a more creative, and it was a bit more in the box. Uh, but there's always a push and a pull. The pull was to an environment that was more creative, and the push was a little bit of belly bumping with my CEO. Um, I laugh about it now because, in hindsight, I was the problem, not him. He's a great CEO, and uh, and I was uh, suffering the malaise of uh, youthful exuberance and perhaps a bit of an overdose of ego, uh, but went on then to... Uh, hang my own shingle as a strategic advisor, um, and uh, a word of advice to anybody that you're that's listening to your podcast about changing careers: um, don't just walk away. Always a good idea of something to go to. I didn't, so we had a couple of pretty lean years. Say, Peter, I watched my income drop in half in year one, half again of that in year two, and well on its way to. Uh, dropping again in year three then things turned you always got to have some sense of optimism and belief and faith and it all worked out in the end and uh, here we are now as uh, 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 
good sizes. We're still small business, but serving mid-market customers across Canada for both the creation and execution of strategy and the development of leaders, both individual and team. How did you come up with the name for the company? Ignite Management. You know, it was a fascinating uh, process coming up with the name. I had a, had been doing a bit of work with a marketing firm out of Seattle, a guy that we'd used in our past iteration when I was in banking, and he is just a creative genius. And it was an exercise of what word makes sense. What do we want to accomplish? And I mean, we took out the thesaurus and we uh, we 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 started writing down words. And a long time ago now, so I can't remember some of the uh, some of the other iterations. We landed on ignite. Really liked the message that uh, that ignite sent out. And um, and I think the other one we were looking at was prognosis plus uh, or prognosis consulting. And the, the expression you just made tells me why we didn't go with that. See, I thought of prognosis and he thought of Ignite and and always best to be inquisitive and, and uh, listen to people that are better at it than you. He was. So from your website, you have two major areas, strategic planning and leadership and cultural transformation. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about those two areas? For sure. And, and I'll, I'll start with a, a couple of, of adages that we hold dear um, on strategic planning. Uh, the first one is strategy from within. And the belief there, uh, Peter, is that enterprises have the skill, people have the knowledge, they have the skill to build a great strategy. What they typically don't have is a process. So what we don't do is come and tell people what they should do. And I don't know if you're anything like me, but if somebody comes and tells me what I should do, I generally have some choice words that go through my mind, and then I'll diplomatically thank them for their input uh, and go along my merry way. But when people are part of creating the solution, uh, then it's a different, a, a whole different experience. And so we get in with organizations, uh, both not-for-profit and for-profit, and really help, we immerse ourselves into their enterprise to gather the collective wisdom and intelligence of the people to formulate a path forward that they all feel a sense of ownership of. And that creates a strategy which we, we bring it, boil it down, distill it down to a strategy on a page that starts with what is your vision, what is your mission, that's the, your, your statement of what you do, vision is where you're going, and what do you have to get right in order to get where you choose to go. And the second construct is destiny is a choice. You, you decide where you're going to go and you take deliberate actions in getting there. As we went down the path with the creation and supporting the execution of strategy, we, we saw time and again that the uh, stumbling block was around leadership. And people had the best of intentions but didn't necessarily have the skills required as leaders to bring it to fruition. And we, we looked more and more at this, and, and of course that became the second tier of our offer was the leadership development. And in that zone, it's, um, it's we, we define, I think it's important to define leadership. We define it as enabling people individually and collectively to be the best version of themselves in pursuit of something grand. People individually and collectively being the best version of themselves in pursuit of something grand. So we, we help 
both teams, uh, leadership teams, executive teams function at a higher level. And we've created a methodology around that, the six uh, traits of, of uh, great executive leadership teams. And then individually are the habits that we wrote about in the book you alluded to. And then we link that with what we call an individual development program or plan, which helps the individual identify their purpose, connect the dots to the company's strategy to then identify the hard and soft skills they want to develop, both in pursuit of being their best and enabling them to be the best version of themselves for their companies. One of the uh, things that I found interesting about you and what you do is your give back to community, which I think is kind of important to you. Hmm. Yeah, I, I pause on that because it, it, you, you get back tenfold what you put in, but you, but you do it because it's right, hey? Um, look, Peter, we're we're born and I'm born and raised in Canada. People that aren't born here but live here, we we live in one of the greatest places on earth. And people, we spend a lot of time bitching about where you know our our, our lot in life, oftentimes. But we are incredibly fortunate, and and all of us are. And it's really important to recognize that the rest of society isn't that way. And a hand up um, goes a long way. Um, you know, whether it was through hospital foundations or coaching kids or the, the work the Chamber of Commerce does across Canada, what, what I saw was that mid-sized companies especially, they, they're kind of like the lifeblood of community. And these are the folks that are giving back regularly. They're always, always there. And there's just nothing more gratifying. Really, it's hard to find something that's that's more gratifying from that. From that, I remember one time we did a little fundraiser, and it was for uh, a buddy of mine, Mike Bohm. He calls me up, and he does this regularly. He's the leader, like he's the catalyst for this stuff. He says, "Mikey he says we haven't done a project in a while. Let's bring some friends together and and raise some money." And um, what cause do you want to don't want to want to support? And and Peter, I've got a sister with Down syndrome, and. Uh, She's 59 years old now. This is a few years back. And I said, you know, I'd love to do something for this association, Down Syndrome Resource Foundation, that has done so much for uh, people with Downs, like my sister. And so we get on the phone, and, and the next thing you know, there's 50 or 60 people that come together in a room, all people of goodwill, just wanting to do something good. And we tell a little story about Down Syndrome and how challenging it how the capacity of someone with downs is typically they they can function at a grade eight grade nine level but because they're not getting the early interventions they end up in society functioning at a much lower level so they're not entrenching themselves in society so we tell this story and i'll keep it short and the next thing i know people are saying i'll give you some money and we weren't even selling them anything you know i'll give you a thousand bucks i'll give you 500 i'll give you 50 the amounts were irrelevant. $30,000 was raised that night for this, this cause out of the goodness of people's hearts. Well, I've had some a few business successes over the years, but i got to tell you, nothing, nothing I've done touched my heart ever like that night did. And that's what giving back is about. I hope you uh, use the term corporate social responsibility when you, when you deal with your clients because 
that's one of the things we're big advocates of. Yeah, I, I took a look at your website and, and kudos to you folks, uh, Peter. It's fantastic uh, that, that you're really spreading that message. And, and I'm going to go further. Do the right thing. And for gosh sakes, don't, don't put a label on it because somebody says that corporate social responsibility is good or ESG is good and you got to do it because the regulators are looking. Do it because it's what's right. Do it because when you give back, you entrench yourself with into community. You become part of the fabric of the communities in which you operate. And, and again, the rewards, uh, sometimes financial, but way more importantly, the, uh, the gratification. And yeah, the companies we work with, if they're not talking about corporate social responsibility, they're missing the boat. And, if the, and, and it has to be part of the dialogue and strategy. It has to be. Okay, let's have some fun. I want sure. to. Uh, I want you to look three years down the road. Is this a company you're going to grow or sell or partner or expand? Three years uh, from today, what's it going to look dare like? Dare to dream, dare to dream, Peter. Uh, we're pretty clear on where we're going. Um, I've got a team of ten people. We've just introduced an employee share ownership program, so our employees will own Ignite. I'm. 55 years old, I've probably got five to 10 years left uh, with, the, with the business. So ultimately, my hope and dream is that the employees will take it over when I, when I leave. But our goal is to be, have offices across Canada. Uh, we're in Vancouver now. We have clients across Canada, but we'd like to increase our, uh, our physical presence. We really believe in what we do. So, yeah, we'd like to see ourselves three years from now double the size, double the people that we are today. Um, and we're looking to bring on leadership coaches that want to embrace our methodology around the habits, uh, the leadership habits, and bring that to a broader audience. So it, probably uh, the way we structure it is it'll be concentric rings. We won't jump into Toronto tomorrow, likely try our hand in Alberta where we have a fair number of clients, and we'll go to Alberta and then uh, take a look further east from there. Okay. I want you to talk about the importance of team and partnership. There's a, 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 a way we approach the, the, the consulting that we do, and we link a lot of it to well-being. And uh, well-being is, is then dig deeper into, the, in, into the, the pursuit of happiness, what creates happiness. And we've done so much research on this, right back to the, the teachings of Aristotle. And, and we define happiness this way, uh, Peter. It's when you're working hard at something you're good at that has purpose and meaning. With people you trust who trust you, and you're stretching yourself outside of your zone of comfort. It's that fourth element, people you trust that trust you. I have your back. And that's really central to our construct of what makes a great team. I have your back. Unwavering support for one another. You, know, you can use a lot of sports analogies there. We did some work recently with John Herdman and, and the Team Canada that's on this great run to qualify for the World Cup. 
and this sense of team that Herdman has created there, and it's actually not Herdman's created, he's enabled his players to create this sense of team, this brotherhood. And if you watch them on TV, they speak to it all the time. Well, imagine that going to work in the morning, and, and you've seen it and I've seen it. People go to work and it's the walking wounded, okay? And there's like dog eat dog and competitive with one another, and it just eats at your soul. But when you're part of something bigger with people you trust who trust you, then it becomes this almost religious experience for you. And when you spend 10 hours, eight hours, six hours a day doing something, that's almost half your waking hours. Gosh, wouldn't it be great if you were doing it with people that you loved? And we use that word. It's more than that I, that I cared about or that I liked, that I love them and they love me back. And I know that sounds crazy as people that are wincing as I say it, but it's just right to the root of the, 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 this, this humankind and the sense of team. Now that's at, that's at a very sort of broad level. Then there's the functioning of team and the identification of teams in the hierarchy. And you've got your executive team and your board team and your functional team and, and units. But if you can create that sense of team in the operating environment in which people exist and reside, their happiness, their well-being goes up. And so then I take team into this construct of well-being. And if you're not, as a leader, enabling a sense of team, you're not enhancing the well-being of your people, and that's on you. So that's getting into some of the work we do and, and how we work with leaders to, to have them take the motivation and the commitment to embrace these, these constructs. Partnership's a little different. You know, that's a, that's a, I get some, you get some, hey? And partnerships can be really, really valuable. I think of some of the folks that we work with, and I would use the term partner. We, we, we work together on something to mutual benefit. And that can also be important. And that gets into the zone of complementary skills. You know, and, and there's some overlap into team, but in this partnership side, it's the complementary skills that you, you identify and those compl that complementarity creates opportunity for all. Okay. Talk about this book that you co-wrote. What, what, what caused that to happen? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a great story and how it started, Peter, because... The, uh, we do these things with our clients. You know, at the end, we do a big wrap-up. We do an off-site. We take them to a place. Like, in this one, would happen to be in Whistler. And we got this executive team around the table, and we're celebrating a grueling, grueling four-day session. I mean, this was intense. There, were, there was anger. There was happiness, joy, like storming, norming, performing. It was all. But at the end, we're doing this wrap-up dinner, and I'm kind of facilitating a conversation around the table. And uh, you know, I'm going to each person, and, and part of what we were doing with this group was saying, I choose, I will, I choose, commitment on what I'm going to do differently in the future. Well, I'll be darned, one of the guys, he turned the tables on me, and I said to him, you're not allowed to do that. But he, he looked at me, he says, so Mike, what do you choose? And I couldn't help it. The words came tumbling out of my mouth. I said, I'm going to write a book, a book on leadership. And I guess it had been hidden in the recesses of my mind, Peter, for Lord knows how long, but it came stumbling out. And that was six or seven years ago. And that started the journey of, of really then it's, you can no longer use abstract constructs. So, that, you know, then we had to, 
really drill in on what the habits were. So a bunch of research goes into it and now we're approaching our client engagements a little differently so we can create some nomenclature around it. And, and then it, it sort of coalesced into, uh, into a storyline. But how did it show up? I was, I was sitting in Whistler at a Raxi, some restaurant in, in Whistler and, 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 and this guy turned the tables on me and he caught me at a weak moment and I told the truth. I want to write a book. So just repeat again the name of the book for us, Mike. It's uh, Rise Up, Leadership Habits for Turbulent Times. Okay, terrific. So in terms of your organization, what's the website that is easiest for people to get connected to? Pretty easy, and we, we invite your, your input, ignitemanagement.ca, I-G-N-I-T-E management.ca. Excellent. Well, I wish we had your good weather that you have out there. And thank you for taking the time this evening, Mike. We appreciate it. Hey, Peter, what a joy chatting with you. Thanks so much, and you have a great evening.